remember I liked the last one, but I see some definite flaws in this one. The story's fine. I see. I'll, I'll save it for the show. Save it for the show. Save it for the show. Don't be wasting these pithy comments. I was I was shocked when I read this last night. I was like, really? Uh, hmm. uh, uh, uh. Avengers Spotlight. Avengers Spotlight. I am Paul Spataro, and that is Dr. Bill Robinson. Today I will be playing the part of the Pug Avengers. The Pug Avengers? Uh, yeah, you'll understand. Okay. It'll now, before we get into this... Uh... Not that anything's wrong with pugs. Let me just state that, because I know Dave Weeder has a pug, I believe, or a bulldog. One of them squishy dog faces. Squishy face dogs, sorry. We have a Shih Tzu who has a squishy face. Oh, really? Maybe you should take some Pepto-Bismol. There you go. Oh, wait, uh, sorry. So, so now, before we get into everything, uh, I've seen a couple of postings recently about the flaming hot Mountain Dew. I think we need to get the Dr. Bill take no, on this. No, no. Well, well, okay. I, I will... I will agree to try it, but uh, hmm, let's see. I don't think I saw it in diet because I've been seeing all these crazy Mountain Dew flavors, and I'm like, nope, not diet. Nope, not diet. Nope, not diet. So I'm not going to buy a big bottle of it. I mean, and now the question is, do I drink the flaming Hot Mountain Dew cold or do I drink it hot? You know, because, you know, each would be a different taste. You know, I do like my do hot and cold, temperature-wise. So, hmm. Yes, I have seen those posts. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you have not tried it. So now I'm just looking. I, Apparently, I Mount, Diet Mountain Dew, uh, when you come to the variations on it, there's Mountain Dew sugar-free. There's Mountain I've tried Dew that sugar-free, caffeine-free. Why? Why? That, okay, so on the first one, I have tried uh, the Zero Sugar brand. Ugh. And then, okay, the, I'm sorry, the last what? one worth going into is the Mountain Dew Kickstart Ultra Diet Sport. Wait, what is that? Ooh, that <laughs> I just, I could just say, hmm. Well, it's, because I drink, I go to a fountain uh, drink. Yes, I have a Mountain Dew fountain in my house. Uh, I I have a uh, um, the local racetracks and not where you drive. It's the gas stations um, often have the like a cherry Mountain Dew Kickstarter. So what I'll do is 
I'll take the large cup, put about two and a half inches of crushed ice. Then I cover that crushed ice with the kickstart, and then I fill the rest of the cup with the uh, with the regular diet Mountain Dew because you know so I'm not quite killing myself as fast, although I'm still killing myself because I do allow myself that wee little bit of sugar. Well, this is the Kickstart Ultra Diet Sport. Hmm. I think hmm. We, I think I think we found one that you're gonna try. Yeah, they're always coming out with all weird flavors. I I see them at Walmart all the time, and I'm just like, nah, not diet. And they don't carry Code Red diet anymore. Well, Diet Code Red is not a discontinued flavor. However, it is not manufactured in or shipped to the Western U.S., which should mean in the Eastern U.S. you could find it. I don't think it sells as much, which is why they don't stock it. And, you know, it could just be the stores I'm going to. Okay, then I'm Can't just looking at all. On, on the Google search, you know, they have the list of other, you know, interesting things you might want to click on. It's, does Mountain Dew have antifreeze in it? And the response is, there's flame retardant in your Mountain Dew. That soda with the lime green hue and other citrus-flavored bubbly pops won't keep your insides fireproof, but it does contain brominated vegetable oil. Mmm. A patented yes. flame retardant for plastics that has been banned in foods throughout Europe and in Japan. Plastics, my son. Plastics. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> Brominated vegetable oil. Bring it on. <laughs> Gamers it's say they chug their fuel for the sugar and caffeine, but drinkers of Mountain Dew and some other citrus-flavored drinks are getting a dose of synthetic chemical called brominated vegetable oil, or BVO. <laughs> Little BVO. As I open my two-liter and... <sighs> Alright, so that was the Mountain Dew Minute. <laughs> yes, this has been your Mountain Dew Minute, sponsored by nobody. So, you know, when when we were covering Avengers 500, we, uh, you know, Bill hinted yes, to but, the fact but, that he wanted to continue. And that's what we're what, doing today. What? Yes, and God, what horrible calamity is going to happen today? Well, it is the uh, disassembled story arc so you can only imagine oh, no, no, where it's out of my house because I had a rat in my in my per- bathroom perhaps today there'll be a hyena walking around <laughs> great <laughs> uh, if we if you, you <laughs> a dingo ate my baby <laughs> there would have to be a really big dingo at this point yeah <laughs> <laughs> just gnaws on Ben's leg for a while. <laughs> I just have this picture in my mind of it gnawing on Ben's leg and Ben not even noticing, just walking around the house with the dingo follow, following like after ben, him. Is, is that Comet? Oh my god, it's a dingo! <laughs> and it just been every once in a while like kind of doing that thing where you shake your leg to try and get rid of it. So let's let's jump right into this thing today. Uh, we are looking at Avengers number five oh one, which was released on September first, two thousand and four, and with a cover date of October of two thousand and four. This still predates our doing this show, uh, mm. but not by as much as you think. Uh, 
I was actively buying the Avengers at this time. I, and I remember reading it at the time and thinking it was just a little, you know, we've talked in the past about, uh, like how they just seem to pile on, uh, daredevil in his series following the Frank yeah. Miller run. And this feels like, okay, let's, let's do that to the Avengers now. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the feeling I had. That's the feeling I have, uh, looking back on it, you know, knowing, you know, taking it more into account as being a story arc, as opposed to this is the new way we're going to go with, with this book forever. Kind of like they did with Daredevil for a very, very long time. Uh, it's not as bothersome as it was at the time. I can look at it. This, this is almost our second look kind of thing for me. Mm. So this was written by Brian Michael Bendis. Penciled Pile by, on. Penciled by David Finch. Inked by Danny Mickey, M-I-K-I. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but that's I'm not familiar mm. with him. Colored by Frank Diarmata. Lettered by... You can't Diarmata him at it. Wait, no, that work doesn't work. That joke doesn't work. Takamata. Yes. Diarmata. Uh, lettered by Albert Duchesne and Richard Starkings. And edited by Tom Brevoort. So one of the uh, um, the swordsman's uh, um, relatives is the is a letter, Duchesne. Well, he's Duchesne. This is Duchesne, D E S C H. Duchesne. Oh, Perhaps right. he's related to Wayne Newton. Yes, could be. All right, so uh, I guess we could read the previously. Or, previously. or or no, we have a synopsis here. I guess we'll do the previously and then do the synopsis. Oh, I'm not going to do a synopsis. You do, you do the previously, so... and then I'll read the synopsis. Oh, okay. Well, because there's so little happens in this book. That's right. Well, why the synopsis like... is only two paragraphs. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, we don't need no stinking synopsis. All right. Previously on Avengers. Chaos. It is the worst day in Avengers history. The return of the believed dead Jack of Hearts. No one in it really smarts. Ends in the ultimate... The unti- bleh, Sorry. I can't read without my glasses. Got to make the page bigger. Yeah, much better. The untimely self-detonation taking half of Avengers Mansion and Scott Lang, a.k.a. Ant-Man, with them before the Avengers can react to this tragedy. Tragedy! Longtime member, the Vision, crashes a Quinjet into the mansion, unleashing a small horde of unstoppable Ultron robots on the remaining members. A gruesome fight ensues that ends with She-Hulk losing control of herself, hurting many members of the team, and going on a wild rampage. And no, not the video game from the 80s. Across town, Iron Man is addressing United Nations in his capacity as U.S. Secretary of Defense when he unexpectedly finds himself drunk and out of control. His vicious public display in front of the United World Leaders leaves him devastated and humiliated. Now the Avengers' call has gone out. Code White! The highest level emergency. And the synopsis for this book is as follows. And it's part two of four. Iron Mm -hmm. Man is in communication with the chief of staff who chastises him for his behavior in the United Nations. Bad Iron Man, you shouldn't kill people. (laughs) In light of these events, Iron Man... Would have to revoke. But Iron his... didn't kill anybody. Um, you know what? I'm thinking back to when when he did it uh, 
in in his book when he did somebody triggered oh, yeah, to go yeah, through yeah. somebody so yeah oh, and it blew some guy's head off yeah it, it, it went like right through his from his back yeah. through his chest something and, like that yeah uh, in light of these events, Iron Man would have to revoke his position as Secretary of Defense. Meanwhile, She-Hulk is going on a rampage, having hurt Captain Britain in the process. Luckily, Iron Man arrives and knocks her out before she can do any more damage. He then frees Captain America from under a truck. In the aftermath of the attack, Captain Britain and Wasp are critically injured, brought to Beth Israel Hospital. She-Hulk is in S.H.I.E.L.D. custody. Ant-Man's remains are in the morgue, and Vision's remains are sent to Stark Industries. Meanwhile, at the hospital, Iron Man, Falcon, Hawkeye, and Cap try discussing what just happened. Yellow Jacket then comes out of the hospital to tell others about Iron Man's behavior at the UN. Bad Iron Man. Iron Man takes off, and the others gather with the rest of the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, and Nick Fury, who have responded to their code white alert. That is the whole story, and that's pretty much it. And this is, you know, we'll we'll go through the book, but this is kind of typical Brian Michael Bendis. It's a lot of exposition, a lot of talk, a lot of, uh, you know, just a lot of dialogue. That's that was his strength, and it's also his weakness because it's so, you know, pervasive mm. in his books. But let's let's take a look at this. So the story opens with Iron Man speaking to the. Uh, what is it the the head of? Uh, um, this is the chief of staff. Chief of, the White of staff, House. yes. Uh, Who was president in the Marvel universe at this time? Were they actually going with the active sitting presidents? Well, two thousand four still would have been uh, George Bush. Bush. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I think they were. They often did. I'm pretty sure they used the sitting presidents. They they weren't like DC and would have like a character. Mm-hmm. Has Marvel ever had a character be president? Well, I think Cap was. Well, no, wait. I'm, no, that was in a what if. So that yeah, was, that was a what if. Uh, I'm not sure if they did. I think they may have at one point. But uh, but generally, mm. I, I always find it's better to do it the way they did it in here, where you know you have reference to the president, but you never actually see the president. Right. Or if you do see the president, you kind of see him in shadows so that right, know, if, if you're reading this in yeah, if you're reading this in later days, you can just envision whoever you want there, you know? I don't like when the books severely date themselves. But that being said, uh, you know, we have a panel of them or page of them discussing the situation. And again, dialogue heavy, Brian Michael Bendis's stuff. Uh, but I think I think the page is well laid out to kind of allow for that because it's not OK. It's the same image every time we start off with a image of tony stark you know that kind of runs from the top to the bottom of the page uh i could first i thought he was naked but yeah. then i was oh he's wearing underwear and i was like wait a minute this is re-. and then it, then did it, then it hit me oh he's in his armor okay yeah this is that whole weird uh the, the armor extra- escape the extremis I, armor is that but he doesn't have the doesn't armor have just, on that, that's what i'm saying this is like how he's like because he's in the armor in during this conversation so, like, this is taking place in, like, a metaverse type thing. Like, like when we see... Oh, okay, Robert yeah, Downey I get, I get what, you're movies, I get right, what you're saying. Right, when we see in the movies, his head moves and all these screens as he's looking, this has been taken one step further, and he's just, like, in this own little barren black void, and we see his whole body being represented there, and he's looking at all the screens. I, didn't, I did not realize that until you just kind of 
pointed it out to me. I had thought, see, the way the page goes for anybody listening who isn't looking at it is we have this conversation between them and Tony's standing there basically in his underwear uh, mm-hmm. and he's speaking to the chief of staff and it goes, you know, we have shots of the different uh, close-ups of their respective faces and I was going to comment about how I thought it was well laid out because it's not the same thing every time. We have some real close-ups, we right. have some different things, so I thought that was well done. Uh, and then eventually it fades into Iron Man's mask, and we see him flying across the city. Uh, now, I had thought, I when I read this, I had first, my impression was, okay, after the conversation, he put on the armor and left. But I think you're right, that this is actually, he's flying the whole time, and this is some sort of, like, cyber uh, location that the conversation is taking place in while he's flying. Well, yeah, because look at the bottom, okay, where he's standing there looking at the screens. The bottom screen says autopilot engaged. Yes. So the, right. So he is he is in the armor and it's flying itself while he's having this discussion. So it's it's subtly portrayed. If you don't get it like I didn't, it doesn't really diminish from the story. But now having that pointed out, I think it adds to it. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, and he's zoop zooping. Uh, is that the UN he's flying by, or just a building that looks it, like? No, that, that that wouldn't be the right location. There's too many other buildings around it because it's on the water, isn't it? It's yeah, it's right up uh, on. Yeah, so on that's course. not the UN. It just happens to look like it. Wait, does that say Oscorp up there? No, it's hard to say. Nah, I'm, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if uh, the artist is uh, David Finch. I'm wondering if he used any type of reference of a cityscape for this, or if this is just his own imagination mm. as to what a New York City landscape should look like. I cannot say from looking at it. Well, Tony's flying in a direction of, uh, you see smoke in the distance, so that would be towards uh, Avengers Mansion, where is that, Fifth Avenue? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in Midtown. Yeah. So we we cut from him flying off to the Hulk, uh, She-Hulk, excuse me, in her rampage mode. Uh, Apparently, when she loses control, her teeth get really big. (laughs) Smile. And she gets bigger. She got bigger, she got crazy eyes. Captain Britain's whacking her. Now, I'm assuming Captain Britain's hitting her with the flat of the sword. I assume. But you never know. Yeah. It, it, from, as, as drawn, it looks like she's hitting him with the flat, hitting her with the flat. Yeah, she's beating Cap up with a with a freaking truck. Yeah, I uh, I just I don't know, I, for some reason I remember you know as when my kids were small and they were watching Winnie the Pooh and they had something narrated by Tigger, and he was telling a story and he's talking about something getting bigger and he says and bigger and biggerer, <laughs> and that's what I'm picturing with <laughs> She Hulk right now. Yep. So they uh, they call for the Hulkbuster initiative. Uh, had we seen the Hulkbuster armor before now? See, I don't re- I don't remember when the Hulkbuster armor had come out. I believe it had been debuted before mm. this with the traditional Bruce Banner Hulk. Mm. And she Hulk is she she appears especially large i you know maybe this is the, the more angry she gets the bigger she gets because if you get to the second page of the uh battle uh, oh she's the, the second yeah. panel see what look at her standing over the car i mean she she's got to be like giant man sized eh, maybe early giant man i don't think she's like giant man giant man but but she's big goliath yeah she's like Yes, yeah, maybe, yeah. She's like a good twice the size of uh, 
Like when Goliath was stuck at, about, at, at, at he was stuck at like yes, twelve feet or yes. fourteen feet. Like yes. that's what she's looking like to me. Mm-hmm. So maybe she gets biggerer when she gets angry. And bigger. And her teeth get bigger. Because <laughs> every shot she's got these huge teeth. I think she's got that unstable molecule outfit. Thank you. Thankfully for uh, the uh, sensors. Well, that thing would be a thong right now. How? So Iron Man comes rushing in and uh, he he cracks her one in the mouth and you, you could say it's like those Oof. teeth are on display. Booyah. Yeah, it looks like he knocks her out, too. Yeah, he does. He takes her out pretty quickly. Like, you would think there would be more of a battle, but I guess they want to move on with the story. We are... Well, actually, we're decompressed. You'd think we could spend three issues on the fight, but we don't. Mm -hmm. So then, uh, you know, he takes her out quickly, and then they say uh, Cap is under the truck, and Iron Man (laughs) takes the truck off of him, and he's he's hurt, but he's okay. Everybody, give him a round of applause. Uh. (laughs) It's like when a, <laughs> when an athlete gets up after being hurt, you know, you just he's okay. And then uh, the Falcon comes running up. He's holding um, the Wasp, and uh, she's still in her tiny size. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, she's... and we, you know, we get it later in the dialogue that normally when she gets knocked out, she automatically reverts back to normal size. But in this instance, she did not for some reason. And then we have uh, Hank Pym in his yellow jacket costume, but at giant size. And this is truly giant size because he's towering over the buildings. I mean, this has got to be several hundred feet tall, actually. Uh, He's got that keen wood. Did did he get a bionic eye installed? And and when you're that big, how do you walk without destroying buildings and property? And I I don't know. Uh, He was tiptoeing. (laughs) Like Tiny Tim. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so he he so the extreme giant sized <laughs> hank pym takes the mini sized wasp but he does so by carrying the falcon who's carrying the wasp and he brings her to mm-hmm. the hospital and maybe he brings captain britain as well not quite sure don't really tell i mean they could have transported her some other way later yeah well then Cause we... she got she got backhanded by the hulk during the battle and was like slid down the street and we we cut to Beth Israel Hospital where I don't know they oh they're they're uh, fixing Resetting a fixing Cap's dislocated left shoulder, which he says hurts, but you know he gets over it. Mm. And he asks how everyone else is. Now I do not like that shot of Steve Rogers' face at the bottom. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because there's going to be from these few pages forward. This is where I uh, we have the Pug Avengers. I don't know what happened. What happened with everybody's face? It gets worse. So I'll point it out as we go. Okay. So this is the first of of, of several years. Um. Actually, I believe it started a little bit. I will say I thought uh, the first notice was uh, maybe the shot at a no. Yep. Yeah, yes. I'll I'll say this is the first the first time i was like mm, what's going on here but so anyway continue we go through shots of uh there's uh captain britain laying in a bed uh who at this point is kelsey lee by the way uh we yes yeah, sh- um, oh go ahead sorry well no i was just gonna say 
for those not in the know, uh, the original captain of Britain, Brian Braddock, had, um, when given a choice between the Excalibur and I believe an amulet or a scepter for um, his weapon, his weapon to yield, he had chosen the scepter. Um, this Captain Britain had chose Excalibur, which is why she wields a shield. Uh, I, I mean, that's a very that that's like the only minor. Di- their costumes are somewhat the same. I don't remember what the significance is, was of choosing the sword over the shield or the the scepter or amulet. So yeah, this this story just kind of got buried in the uh, aftermath of the whole disassembled, and the, I don't think they ever revisited it, but maybe they did, and I'm unaware. Yeah. Uh, we see She-Hulk in one of those liquid stasis tubes. Back to normal size. Scott. With, uh, yeah. Scott. Uh, we got Nick Fury there. You see him in the, off to the left, barely. We have Scott Lang in the morgue. Yes, barely. And the, I guess, much left. Vision's remains being returned to Stark Enterprises. Package one of two. <laughs> And then we cut to Janet Van Dyne in critical condition, laying in the bed with Hank sitting over her. Now, he's normal size. Oh, you know what? I'm forgetting that she's she's mini. Tiny. Because in yeah. the last shot on that on that page, it's like he, he looks to be giant size because they're showing it from her perspective. But he, since she's in, in wasp mode, he is uh, giant compared to her. Uh, I don't even know how they would put in the tube. Like she's got a breathing tube in her nose. Either that or she got a, uh, a, a, a what you call a piercing that I don't know about. No, that looks like a um, it looks like an oxygen tube, but yeah, how would it be that small? So I, well, I guess we, you maybe know, he used his pim particles to shrink. Yeah, shrink down I was going to say yeah, 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 that would make sense. And then he could shrink down and he could apply it, so he could work through the doctors. Yeah, I mean he he is a doctor. He's well, a maybe physicist biologist. or a biologist. I think he's a uh, science. No, I guess he's a biologist because he's working on shrinking. Yeah, but he, oh, no, he, could, he could be a physicist. Whatever, who knows? But you know, in in, in Marvel comics, if you're if you're a science with one, one discipline, you know all of it. Exactly. And he's he's you know monologuing over her, talking about how upset he is and how this isn't what he wanted the team to become, and how he's only going to be remembered for creating Ultron. Poor mm. Hank Pym. You know, he surprised he doesn't just like <laughs> turn. If you remember the episode of the honeymooners with uh, with uh, Ralph's mother-in-law, and he tries to record an apology, and then he just kind of loses his temper as he's doing the apology. But you'll always be a blabbermouth. And I'm just kind of picturing, you know, Hank. He's he's <laughs> sitting, sitting there getting all upset and and giving his uh, monologue, and then just as it's going on, he gets more and more upset, and then he just reaches over and smacks the unconscious Jack. <laughs> Now. That's a terrible, terrible thought, but it just it does have a certain comedy to it when I relate it to the honeymooners. All right, now next page. Everybody's faces are okay, but pay attention when we go to the the following p- p- pages. That's going to smack you right in the face, much like Hank Pym. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, so we get yeah. a lot of dialogue now between you know Hawkeye's obviously just you know kind of saying that something's not right here that this isn't you know it's too much going on it was an extraordinarily bad day now wasn't this the same time frame that song had come out you had a bad day because that's all i was thinking when i was hearing this i was like when did that song come out 
but I didn't look it up. And I was th- I, don't even I was thinking it. of the song that I'm pretty sure came out significant. Uh, I'm sure pretty sure it came out later, but I'm thinking of the one uh, going to be the best day ever. <laughs> what was SpongeBob? No, no, is it? Oh, I, I don't even know what what the name of the song ah. is or what the band is. I'm, you know, it's it's post 1990. I don't know what it is. So as they're going through everything that goes on, Hank comes out. I'll tell you what he did. <laughs> tattletale yeah. <laughs> oh yeah so, okay so then we get to the next page right look at that second panel of hank pym's face look at tony's face look at steve's face look at everybody's face what the heck happened yeah i, I think finch is trying to give like different angles and i think he's failing <laughs> it almost doesn't look like it's the same it if you flip back between the two pages uh, did they change an anchor? What? What? Something's not. Something's not right. Uh, did somebody else do those panels for him? I don't know. Wasn't it, some... there were, wasn't it credits for two anchors? Uh, uh, I don't. No, one anchor. Danny, Mickey, two letterers. Uh, yeah, they're not giving any. I'm just looking to see what if there's mean? any kind of any kind of reference on the Marvel Wiki page, but I do not see anything. You need two letter. Two guys the letter because it's a Brian Michael Bendis book? I mean, come <laughs> Pretty on. Pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, so, they're, go, they're going back and forth about everything. And, and, you know, Hank tells him what happened at the UN. And he's, you know, Tony's insisting that he wasn't drunk. And Hank is like, I was there. I saw it. And then, you know, he's he's asking them to believe him. And everybody's just kind of like, okay. You can almost see like somebody doing well, no, doing that thing with their hand, you know, where they where they, well, they hold their pinky and thumb out and pretend like it's a bottle that they're drinking from. Uh, but then, but Cap, then Cap, Cap believes, Cap believes then, him. No, I, think, I yeah. think actually Cap believes him. And because Cap does, Falcon trusts Cap enough to follow. But Hawkeye. Hawkeye still doesn't believe Hawkeye. him. Now, Hawk, my dad was an alcoholic. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, you, we get it. You're you trained by the swordsman. We all know. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of wobbly. Oh really? Oh, I'm kind of. Wo-. And then he, you know, then Tony's like, oh gee, I'm so glad I've given half of my personal fortune to su- to support you, you a holes. Thanks for having. Thanks for having my back when I really needed it. Now it's interesting goes, looking how it's drawn here. I guess you know they, they're getting to the era where. They're trying to make the costumes look a little bit more real worldy, and he draws Hawkeye like the the wings that are like by his eyes. He makes mm-hmm. them much smaller than they're conventionally drawn, and it, yeah. it, it definitely looks like a whole new look for him. Uh, and while it is more realistic, I don't like it as much as the traditional look. Well, don't worry, it won't last long. Mm. Oh, there you go. Spoiler. So Iron Man flies off. Now I like that shot of him flying off. The 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 armor just looks cool to me. Okay, I want you to take note. Uh, Sam says, "Should I go after him?" And Cap says, "Give him a minute. He'll get it together." And then Sam says, "Can't fly that fast anyhow. Just pocket that in the back of your mind." I will. And I will explain. I will explain later. You got a lot of explaining to do. Yeah. So what? So now they're all blah blah blah. You know, Cap. It, it's funny because Cap's rubbing his shoulder. <laughs> you know, as a reminder. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's, that's a good thought. touch. That you know. Yes, to, yes, that to, is. That it doesn't just get you know. Okay, we we reset his shoulder and it's done. Although, 
you know, I think part of the super soldier serum is, you know, he has somewhat of a healing factor as well. Now, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, not the Wolverine level one, but, you know, maybe like the Spider-Man. You know, Spider-Man also has kind of a healing thing going. And I think Cap is probably at a similar level of healing. You, you see in, in the Spider-Man books, I, and I, I don't think it was originally meant that he had a healing factor, but I think they've, you know, I think it's been retconned because, yeah. uh, you know, one one issue he's, you know, there's arm in a sling and the next issue he's like, oh, that's done, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I think they've ret oh. retconned that to be a healing factor. And I think, you know, Cap is, Cap certainly has a more explainable healing factor with the super soldier formula. Mm -hmm. So I think, all right, so now they're all, uh, they got little beep beeps going off. There's alarm. They need to get to the mansion. Um, Falcon says, and this may shoot some of my theory down, but he says, I thought the mansion was in shield lockdown. And somebody off, or I think Cap off screen says it is. And he says, I'll meet you there. Now, they're going to hop in a Quinjet and fly to the mansion. Mm-hmm. Falcon just said he wasn't as fast as, like, Tony's armor. I mean, I would think the Quinjet would be about the same speed, possibly. I mean, it's a jet. Okay. So shouldn't they, shouldn't they get there before the Falcon? Okay, and when you cut to the next page, which is yes. the final. Falcon is already there. Where, where is he? I don't see him in the picture. He is he is behind go daredevil uh vance Astro. he's next to the black oh Knight, yeah you're right so he's so not only is he already there but he's been long there long enough that he's integrated himself into the crowd yeah i mean i know that's nitpicky i would have rather he kind of flew up uh to like a second or two after the quinjet or why didn't he just get in the quinjet he probably should have <laughs> just gotten in the quinjet but what i'm what i'm gonna say is I know it's nitpicky. No, I know. But, but I, here, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my explanation for it, which, uh, you know, it really doesn't matter one way or the other. But I'm going to say that while the Quinjet flies faster than him, it takes longer to make it take off and land and secure it mm. and walk out and everything. In the amount of time it takes to do all of that stuff, Falcon got there and was talking to people. Uh, because we're, yeah. not, we're, you know, we're not talking about traveling from, you know, New York to uh, Florida. We're talking about going from one part of the city to another. So, you know, maybe maybe we're talking about, say, a five-mile distance. Let's, you know, be generous with the amount of space. Uh, the amount of time it takes to, to get into the Quinjet, everybody gets secured. We start up the engines. We take off. You know, that that's a few minutes right there. And then, then you you know, it flies really fast, so you're there in a few seconds, but then now you have to land, you have to secure everything, turn everything off, and everybody's got to come out, and then they parked across the street, uh, and then they got to walk and across. And by that time, yeah. Falcon's already there and talking to everybody. So then we have a shot of all of the people who've responded to the uh, Code White. And let's kind of go through the crowd, because I'm not sure who everybody is, and maybe you can help me on this. All right. So, you know, starting from uh, left to right, we have the Human Torch. Behind the Human Torch, I'm mm. not sure who that is. Um, hold on, let me glance to the crowd. Uh, that could be s maybe Cersei. Possibly. Next to him, her, we have Spider Woman. Uh, yeah. We have the Thing next to her, and then behind the Thing, I'm not sure who that, that is. Would, is. That Gildamesh. That no, <laughs> I think no, that. I mean, I don't even know. No, no. No, I believe that is the guy 
who was in the West Coast Avengers, uh, Hispanic guy. I don't remember what his power set is. It was, I, th- I think he's a West Coast Avenger. Uh, I'm just looking now. Living Lightning? That's whose name is Miguel Santos? Could be. Could uh, be. I'm looking just to see a picture of him. Uh, no, he doesn't look like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that's not him, but let's keep going here. What? It, okay. Uh, now we have, uh, is that Carol Danvers Warbird. next to him? Yeah. Warbird. Yeah, she's in the Warbird outfit. Okay. Yeah. We have Reed Richards. We have Sue Richards. We have Hercules. Behind Hercules, right, we have Hellcat, Nick but Fear, in between. The front there. Oh, yeah. In between Hercules and Hellcat, who is that? Uh, let's see. Hmm. Can't tell. There's not. I can't. There's really. She's got some type of necklace or high cut dress on. It's hard to tell who that is. Okay, on the other side of Hellcat, who is that? Hmm. After we're, done, after we're s- done with this page, I'm going to go back to the Marvel Wiki and list the names and see if we can figure out from that. But just. I was. I was going to say that was. Uh, um, the guy from the Justice Society, the Adam, looks like, but I know that's not him. All right, in front, like in Al, front of Hellcat, Al Pratt, I think. In front of Hellcat is Quasar, and in front of him is yep. Knight and Submariner. Next mm-hmm. to him is Photon, or Captain Marvel, whatever name she was going by at that time. We have Firebird behind her. I'm not, and and there's I see uh, what's the name Rage, but I don't know who's in between Rage and Firebird. Firebird. Isn't that her name? Firebird's off to the right by next to the Black Knight, right? Where's um Oh no, that's that is uh no, I believe that's uh the one that um, shoot. I remember her original name, it was Screaming Mimi, and then she joined uh she She was teamed up she was paired up with Not, Vance. I, I didn't mean after. Firebird, by the way, I meant Firestar, I'm sorry. Oh, I don't think that's Firestar either. I think that's Screaming Mimi and her, whatever her new, um, yeah. Okay. Pretty sure. All right. So keep moving. Because I was wondering where she was earlier when I was like, well, where Vance is here? Where's the other one? What was her her new name? Damn it. I can't remember. Anyway, I don't know who that other person is. It's right at the fold in the page behind, uh, possible right, right above Photon's head. Can't tell who that is. Okay. Guy's got the guy's got the bowl cut on, kind of looks a little bit like Guy Gardner. Wait, no, oh yeah, that's I'm not sure who that is. That's yeah, and then that looks like Hercules, and but, then but that's Hercules, we already passed Hercules. He's he's behind. What do you mean we he's passed, passed Hercules? Moon Knight. He's behind Moon Knight. Oh, so I think that right, I think that may be Gil, I think that may be Gilgamesh. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And I think maybe. that's Cersei next to him. Nope nope, that's Firebird. That's, that's Juanita Firebird. Okay. whatever from. And then we have yeah. Uh, Stingray, Stingray, Jocasta, Black Panther, Daredevil, Black Knight. I'm thinking that's Rick Jones, bitch, behind him. Where? Behind Black Knight. Hmm. He's got something weird around his neck. Oh, no, unless that's Juanita's shoulder. That could be Rick Jones. It's not Eros, that's for sure. Although the hair is kind of red and upswept, but yeah, I'm not sure. 
Fal- and then, Falcon. Uh, what's uh, Van Sastrovich? I don't know. Time that Justice? Is that the name he went by? Justice. Yes. that's. I could not remember his character's name. Who's the guy in the helmet behind the Black Knight? Darkhawk? Oh, oh, yeah. I would say it's a good guess. Oh, maybe that's Cersei next to that's... Falcon. Oh, I don't know. That's Mantis. Oh, yeah. Duh. I, I thought those were cracks in the wall. That's right. <laughs> There's triathlon, and there's, yep. there's a half of a face behind him. I can't tell who that is. Uh, yeah. Bless you. And I think that's like Silvaclaw or something like that. Yeah, it's another West Coast, I think. Uh, we have Tigra. We have Wonder Man. Uh, Spider-Man's so up on the truck, and I don't know who in, is in between Spider-Man and Wonder Man. Maybe that's the Living Lightning guy. Now. I will read off the list of people that they have here, and we'll see if we've missed somebody. Uh, it says Cersei, Fantastic Four, Spider-Woman. It does say Living Lightning. Okay. At this time, Carol Danvers is Warbird. Hercules, mm-hmm. Crystal. Where was Crystal? Crystal? Yeah, where was Crystal? Oh, that was her, the one. Oh, hold on. Crystal... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a poorly drawn crystal because Crystal would have the black bands in her hair. Where, where, her where is she? I'm not seeing it. It's where she would be between Hellcat oh, and okay. Hercules. That's All right. the, but that's why we couldn't tell. But she would have a high cut um, outfit. Okay. Moon, so, okay. Moon Knight, right. Hellcat, Quasar, yeah. U.S. Agents. Yeah. Really? That's a shittily drawn U.S. agent. Which where where is U.S. agent? Is he? I guess he behind be the guy behind Rage. That no oh. no. Oh the, okay. The guy yes. Thought, so. Behind Hellcat. Yeah. Okay. Quasar, uh, Submariner, Firestar, Captain Marvel. Oh, you were right. That was Firestar. I am I am wrong. Rick Jones, bitch. Oh wait, so Rick Jones is behind Captain Marvel uh, or Photon? I thought Rick Jones was behind the Black Knight, but it could that could be him, I guess, behind Rage. Yeah, yeah but it seems to be going across the the way you're reading. It seems to be be going to be going across the page. Oh, here we go. Black Black Panther, Demolition Man. Oh, okay. That's one of yours and Scott's favorites. Stingray, yeah. Firebird, Jocasta, Star Fox. Hey, I was right. So I'm thinking the Guy Gardner guy is Rick Jones, and the guy behind Black Knight is uh, Star Fox. Yeah. Uh, Daredevil, Dark Hawk, Justice, Mantis, Triathlon, Tigra, Black Widow, Silverclaw. Oh, that's Black Widow? The, like, half her head behind Triathlon? Okay. Okay, yeah. Well, she gets the short shift. Wonder Man. Just like... And then between Wonder Man and Spider-Man... I'm not seeing this, but Jim Rhodes. Oh, that's that's the guy that's just standing there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's just not in the um, War Machine outfit. And nor, do, okay. nor does he look like Jim Rhodes, but that's besides the point. Yeah. And then, so at this point, they're all standing there as Captain America and uh, Hawkeye walk up. Uh, there's a couple of armored officers. Uh and Nick Fury, and it says to be continued. And you could see the uh, t- the mansion is still in flames behind the wall and gate. 
You think they would have got that under control by now? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised that they haven't because a lot has gone on since then. Well, you know what? All right, I'm going to say this. There could be all types of exotic metals that once they catch fire, like something like uh, magnesium, if I remember correctly, like some airplane fuselages are made out of, um, that often when uh, prime instance was the USS Forrestal in the 70s when it, uh, had, a fire broke out on the ship and some of the planes got fire. Well, it's, in order to prevent the, flame, the planes from burning through the deck and putting a hole in the ship because there was no way to put the fire out, they had to literally dump them into the ocean and let them sink to the bottom because once it starts burning, it, it would be almost a it would be very hard to stop when you're at sea. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that. Way. So, right. uh, so we'll, we'll, so we'll, we'll accept all that. What type of metals are burning? Or, in there or it could and, just be an attempt at being a dramatic fuck shot. That 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 as well. <laughs> Seeing as Black Widow got the uh, got the shaft there back behind everybody, you think she would have been a little bit more prominent? No, uh, and, and I she, have she, seen. She's the probably part- saying, and they're not going to even give me a movie for a long time. Well, that's what I was good. That's where I was going with this. I have seen the Black Widow movie. I thought it was fine. Um, I really think the Black Widow movie, especially after seeing this, should have come out in between the two Avengers movies and either pushed, you know. Uh, either bumped up or bumped back Captain Marvel because I don't really see where Captain Marvel I mean kind of I mean I really think that the Black Widow movie was given the shaft by being released after her character was dead because through the movie I'm kind of like well she's dead yeah it's nice to see this she's dead it would have been a much yeah I mean, you could have edited out all the scenes to where she's um, um, involving her sister after her sister finds out she's dead. You could have, like, taken those out so that obviously wouldn't have been a spoiler. I I, I just think it was not it was not a well executed plan. And as always, people. Don't go get Disney Plus and don't go buy it in the stores if you if you can find. I mean, I don't even know if they, do they even sell a hard copy of the Black Widow movie. I'm sure. Did they I'm even sure do? they do. Well, make sure you buy it resale because don't give Disney your money. And if I probably pissed off Scott Gardner, Scott knows my feelings. He works for the mouse. I work for the government. We both are. We both have uh, wicked taskmasters to work for. All right, so uh, I think you're more down on this than I am. I, 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 I have kind no of enjoyed problem. this. I have no problem with the story. Um, that's fine. I The art took me out of it a few times. And it was really short. I mean, I guess that's more on the story. It seemed like, woof, I was done. And I was just like, hmm. Yeah, well, that is that, was, that is the nature of the pre- beast at this point. It was the previous issue a double issue? I don't remember. Seems like there was a lot more happening and a lot more action, and a, and it seemed to be slightly better drawn in some spots. Oh, five five hundred was definitely a double issue. Yeah, so maybe that's that's why going back to the normal size of comics at this point was kind of like, oh yeah, I forgot they were so short and sparse. 
but even i mean this was even being a bendis book with a lot of dialogue it's it still felt very short very quick well, I th- I, to me, I think that's kind of the standard when you're dealing with a Bendis book. I, yeah. I, I always expect them to be short. And, uh, you know, that, that's okay uh, when you're watching them or when you're reading them kind of on a, uh, you know, in a trade or something where you can go from issue to issue. But when you... Yeah, but, you know, this this book was two ninety nine. So, you know what, really? Well, that's, that, that's where I was going to go that's next. Not a- that's not a bad bad price point for this amount of book. I would be fine with that. And it was when they started to go to three three ninety nine and four ninety nine for the same crap that I'm just like, nah, 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 nah. Nope. That's oh. that's where I was gonna go next, is that uh you know, a lot of my problems with the uh decompressed storytelling are twofold. You know, one being uh if you have to wait an extraordinarily long time between when you read one issue to the next it's you know and it's such a quick read it's just kind of hard mm-hmm. to, to have a flow to it uh the other aspect of it is when they started you know really bumping up the uh, cover price on these books it feels very very unfair to charge so much for something you read in such a short period of time you know, yeah. if, if you're counting, you know, your your cost per minute of entertainment, uh, it, it just, you know, it, it's too short. So now you get this in a trade paperback, though, where, you know, you buy it, you buy it at half price at, at some, you know, at a con or in a sale and you're spending 10 bucks to get five of these issues. It's a it's a fine bargain. And mm-hmm. like I said earlier, you know, my my displeasure with this when it first came out was probably more with the fact that I kind of felt like uh, this was going to be the tone of the book forever. And it, and it really wasn't. I mean, once we got past past this story, you know, they kind of did, I think they did right by things. Uh, well, if I remember, they kind of went, uh, I don't know how long it was. Didn't they kind of take a brief hiatus with the Avengers? And then they came out with the uh, was when there was the breakout at the raft that brought all the Avengers back. I don't remember what the gap was in time in between those. Yeah, I'm not sure about the the length of time in between them, and you know, but ultimately, it's only some machine that could tell me. <laughs> but ultimately, yeah, I think you know when they when they brought it back, they brought it back in a in a not so down way. Uh, so, you know, that, that was fine. They changed the tone again, which I appreciated that they did that because again, this tone wasn't going to hold for long for me. Uh, but overall I enjoyed this book. I, I'm going to say, I don't care for the cover, uh, which we didn't describe for the, uh, readers. It's, it's well, kind because of, it's just, eh, it's kind yeah. of the Avengers coming towards the read or not really towards the reader, kind of going no. from, from left to right at a diagonal. Uh, you got Captain America in the forefront, uh, you know, looking very serious. You have She-Hulk behind him. You have Iron Man, uh, you know, large and in charge with his arm up, kind of blocking the logo very much. Uh, and then behind him, you have Scarlet Witch, who doesn't <laughs> appear in this book at all. And and I'm, I, I don't think they're especially well drawn. I don't think they're you know, terrible, but I don't really like it. I don't like the layout and I don't like the color pattern behind them, which is kind of a... Uh, a, a shift, you know, starting from like yellow, getting down to red at the bottom. Uh, right. I, I don't feel like you it's an appealing cover. You don't see it, do you? See what? Look, look at the logo. 
Yeah. Look at the logo. The Avengers S. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Iron Man's blocking off Embled. When when you said he's blocking the logo, I looked at it and went Avengers S. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that 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 bumps it up a half a grade right there. I don't. I think somebody slipped that uh, just to be. Just to be funny. I think you're probably right, and I'm giving them credit for it. So I would give this cover, honestly, I would give it a C minus because I don't think it's very appealing. But because of the Avengers ass, I'm giving it a C. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a C plus. I I, I was about a C for the cover because it's it's all right. The story, as I said, I I kind of like the story. I, I I find it to be you know engaging and makes me want to read the next issue to see where do we go with this now with all of these heroes here you know where are we going because you know things mm -hmm. you know it's funny because we don't have an immediate threat presenting itself right now we have people you know licking their wounds in the hospital but we need we really need more of an investigation to see how this all happened and what we have is we have the power to knock everything down but i don't know how much of an investigation group we have here but it's going to be interesting to see where this goes so i'm, I'm kind of on board well, with the story and i like the story and i'm going to give it a b plus well something we glossed over when we were talking about uh when they were having the discussion outside the hospital before tony left was that one of the th theories that was brought up was that maybe there was a something embedded in the vision that when a code white was called there was some backdoor program that Ultron had left in him to make him attack the Avengers. So, you know, there's already been some type of speculation and stuff, but then they kind of sh shut that down or, you know, because there's so many other bad things happening. So it's like, well, why is this all happening at the same time? So, mm -hmm. so yeah, so there's some discussion in that. So uh, story wise, I will go with a, uh, I will go with a B plus as well. Okay, now the art. So that gets down to the. Yes. The art I'm finding, I you know I agree with what you said about the inconsistency of the art. I like the layouts on the pages. I think they're really well thought out and done. And we got a varying oh, yeah. varying angles, varying perspectives. Uh, and you know, in a book that's dialogue heavy, I think it's difficult to do. You know, to do it in a way where it's going to be entertaining to the eye. Uh, so I like that. The negative comes in on his facial renderings, which all look to be uh, a little nasty, and I don't like the Hawkeye look either, as I said. Uh, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say, uh, because I like the layouts, I'm going to say a B minus. Uh, if, if the faces were better, this could have been an A book, honestly. Uh, so I'm going to go B minus on the artwork. Yeah, I, I think on the last one, I think I gave the art an A, and I think it's because maybe it was just more action and there was not all the tight, you know, chit-chat between people. There was so much going on. So, yeah, it's going to come down here to a, uh, I, I think, a B- minus as well. Now, almost into a C because some of those faces really took me out. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's where I'm going to sit at a B-. minus. So overall, so, uh, on the book, I'm going to say... I guess a B. I, I'm gonna, I was going to say, just a, a solid B, you know, not a B plus, not a B minus, just right there at a B. Mm-hmm. 
So that'll do it for yep. Avengers 501. Uh, I'm not sure exactly That's when, but we will, we will get to 502 in the not-too-distant future. Uh, and I think what I'm mean, trying to remember is it's like five. I think there's 503, and then there's like an Avengers finale book. So we I don't know if we're doing the finale book or not, but next time out, all I know is we're doing 502, or next time we do focus on this. Uh, so uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Oh, sorry, I was eating a Pop-Tart. Ha, 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 ha,